Hello, dear podcast listeners. This is <laughs> Legend. I am Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. We sure are. <laughs> so, how are you? <laughs> um, super. Super. Super? Super. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm doing really super good because I don't work anymore. That is amazing. And I'm very jealous. Super <laughs> jealous. Belle had her ballet recital today. And she was freaking adorable. The whole thing is so cute. I love watching them because they don't know. They do know what they're doing, but, you know, they're five and six. And so <laughs> they're not very organized and they're so cute. They're very cute. I like how that one video that you sent me, they all came out and they knew exactly what to do. They're like, go to my spot and do this like little thing. And they were all on it. And then they did that. And then they're like, I don't know. Do What's do next? <laughs> we do we do this at some point, and then Val just ends up holding her partner's hand for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so weirdly. Funny. That was their third try and oh. their worst try. Oh. I honestly think their first try was, or no, their second try was like the best one. They get multiple tries. Oh, yeah. So the first recital Val ever had, she they literally did it like 10 times. It, I swear all of them forgot everything because, you know, COVID and everyone... <laughs> being out and Val was out of that for like a month because of COVID and they were uh the teacher was saying that this was the first time the whole entire class was all together for that semester so that's insane yeah and so they did it like 10 times and it was the funniest like I was seriously choking back laughing out loud in the dark (laughs) while I was watching them this time only took three times I was like wow only see three they, times. See what happens when nobody's out for COVID? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. So when Jamie has his, is he going to get multiple tries as well? I'm assuming so, but I don't know because this is the first time that Jamie's doing it and it's for jazz. But I mean, same teacher, so I would assume it's this dance studio. I freaking adore it. It's owned by a mother and daughter. <laughs> And it's not like super big or anything. There's just like one dance room. But yeah, she has like all the different kinds, jazz, tap, ballet. I freaking adore them. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see Jamie's. I know. I can't wait to. Gold pants. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I was so happy when I showed him to him. I was like, like this gold? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going that gold. <laughs> I just want to know what jazz dancing is because I guess I have no idea. Well, when I watched the recital from last semester, it just kind of seemed like freestyle dancing more more or less. They did um they dance to everybody dance now. Oh. I don't know what they're dancing to. Not year. a jazz song. <laughs> no, but I think it's just like the freestyle dancing like there's no I don't know it doesn't look like there's anything like super special 
I guess. Is Jamie going to do jazz again? He wants does- to, and I, I'm surprised because a lot of the time, every time almost, I've taken him. He's like, I don't want to go. And then <laughs> I pick him up, and he's like, I said, do you have fun? Did you have fun? And he's like, yeah, I had fun. And then I was like, okay, well, this is your last class last week. And I was like, you don't have to go again. And he was like, I want to go again. And I was like, really? Because <laughs> you complained like the entire semester. Sounds like he's a bit of an introvert. <laughs> I think he is. Gets Has it from to his be mama. Dragged, kicking and screaming to do fun things. Yeah. Yep. Oh, story <laughs> of my life. Yep. Gets gets it from me. So are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Well, birds. Birds. <laughs> They're not my favorite animal. They're at all mine. <laughs> uh, but this one, the Thunderbird, sounds pretty cool. Have you ever heard of it? I have, and I've heard a couple like podcast episodes on it. But to be completely honest, I don't remember anything. So re-enlighten me nice first of all i'd like to point out that every time i go to say thunderbird i want to say thundercats it's really hard not to (laughs) thundercats thundercats did you know (laughs) that it's on hulu i did not know that mormon found it and he was like hey did you know thundercats is on hulu and i was like excuse (laughs) me while i go waste my life yeah pretty much um yeah so if i accidentally say thundercats i'm sorry oh i'll I'll be pleased every single time it's the only word i've ever really known with thunder in front of it other than thunderstruck because acdc that's a good one too i actually am like quite comfortable saying thunderbird because my dad got a thunderbird car those cars when i was little and we thought it was so the coolest yeah (laughs) well this is not a car sadly oh it's a a big flappy bird it's a cryptid which is admittedly way cooler than a car (laughs) (laughs) oh i did see while i was looking this up maybe i'll post it but there was like a meme that was uh like i went bird watching today and i found a thunderbird in a tree Whoa. or something like that i don't know it's like a car photoshopped in a tree or something <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny so originally the thunderbird is thought to come from native american culture but there are references to similar creatures throughout africa asia and europe we're gonna stick to the north american thunderbird today Alrighty. In their legend, the Thunderbird is a very large bird. So large that there are stories of it carrying a whale or an orca with its razor sharp talons. Holy mackerel. (laughs) Uh, It has bright colored feathers and a large and sharp beak. In some variations, they have bald heads and sometimes horns. They are a symbol of power and strength and thought to protect humans from evil spirits sometimes <laughs> so is the other sometimes they're not very nice well i'll mention a little bit of that okay 
Thunderbirds. They sound like superheroes, right? Like mm-hmm. some dude in a cape that's with the Avengers, probably. Uh, so what kind of superpowers do you think that they have? Uh, they can teleport. That'd be dope, but kind of pointless with the wings. I know. I was thinking that, <laughs> but I don't know. Telekinesis? <laughs> tell us something? No, no tell us. Nope. Darn. They can shoot lightning out of their eyes. I mean, wouldn't that make sense, though? <laughs> it goes with thunder. And with thunder, they can make it by flapping their wings. Oh. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're very loud flappers. <laughs> they're a weather bird. <laughs> <laughs> if they are spotted, it means that a storm is coming. It's a bit unclear. If that's because they're literally the storm or just some sort of storm omen. That also makes sense. (laughs) Sometimes these storms are welcomed and needed, but other times they're vicious and destructive. Probably brought on by the bad timber. Temper? The (laughs) Thunderbird is known to have. Uh, Imagine having such a bad temper that you turn an entire village to stone all because you didn't feel like they appreciated you enough. Damn. So is that one of their powers? They can turn things to stone? That's the only mention of it. Oh, they're like Medusa birds. Yeah. But uh, my joke was, it almost sounds like the Thunderbird might be a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It definitely sounds petty. (laughs) You don't appreciate me. That'd be funny. Sometimes I wish I could turn my family to stone. (laughs) Just for the silence for five minutes. (laughs) So each tribe had their different ideas about what the Thunderbird's purpose was. Some a bit more complicated than others. A lot thought of them as gods. That would bring power, nobility, and strength to their tribes. For the Plains tribes, they represented summer, while a white owl represented winter. I wonder if the white owl was as big as the Thunderbird. I was going to say, so wait, they have the Thunderbirds. Which is massive. Yeah, and then they're seeing the white owl and the other one. Okay. Yeah. I just want to know separate things. Yeah. The white owl is is their winter bird. So I guess they don't see the thunderbirds in summer. I mean winter. (laughs) Gotcha. The Algonquins believe thunderbirds controlled the upper world while the underworld was controlled by an underwater panther or a great horned serpent that the thunderbird protected humans from with its lightning eyes those are two different <laughs> uh creatures panthers and, also, and serpents yeah no, no they're not eyes. <laughs> it almost sounds like something jamie would say <laughs> my lightning eyes and thunder wings <laughs> uh likewise the Ojib- ojibwe also believe the Thunderbird fought off underwater spirits. It didn't specify what kind. However, their Thunderbird was also in need of anger management 
and was known to punish humans who broke moral rules. Well, sounds like, I mean, Jesus, right? Their Thunderbird is the one that probably turned the village to stone. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) The Thunderbird is a noble creature known to protect humans from reptilian monsters named Onktela for the Sioux tribes. Okay. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. And the Winnebago tribe thought that if a man had a vision of a Thunderbird, they were going to have the power to grant people great abilities or become war chief. Side note, I had no idea that Winnebago was anything other than a car before doing this research. It satisfied some weird need in me to find out where the name came from. Yep. (laughs) The Menomini tribe really had it all mapped out for the Thunderbird. They said that they lived in a great mountain that floated in the western sky. Pretty picture. Mm-hmm. They controlled the rain and were enemies to the great horned serpent called Misikinabubik. Something like that. They were continuously fighting the Misikinabubik to keep them from overrunning the world they were also messengers of the great sun and honestly liked being good natured and helping humans a little bit different there were tribes that believed the thunderbird was a shapeshifter whoa what just hit me i wonder if there were some that thought that they might be skinwalkers. Ooh. Uh-huh. Those would be interesting because I've never heard of a flying skinwalker. <laughs> that would be such a twist. That <laughs> would be. We're going to have to do an episode on just skinwalkers. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, anywho, the Thunderbird shapeshifter thing. So it was thought that they could take many forms ranging from sacred forces of nature, so like wind and water, and all animals and even humans. Specifically, the Shawnee tribe thought that they appeared to them as boys that only spoke backwards. So, like, that would get annoying. That would be very confusing. And kind of, that would be actually really terrifying. You'd to have hear to, someone speaking backwards. You'd have to record them and then play the recording backwards. Like you did with Missy Elliott. With them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever belief they might have about the Thunderbird, all Native American tribes honored them by immortalizing their likeness in pottery, masks, jewelry, petroglyphs, totem poles, and other carvings. It's definitely one of the images that popped in my head the most when I think of Native American artwork, like especially at the top of totem poles with their. I was just gonna say that (laughs) I was like, yeah, that okay. When I see totem pole, when I picture totem pole in my head, that is exactly what I see. Or at least I think it's a thunderbird. I guess it could have been like an eagle or something. I always thought it was an eagle, but I mean, if it they believe in thunderbirds, then maybe a thunderbird i did see some point out that like on the totem pole they'd have the thunderbird at top 
and then you know some random animals or whatever well i guess it's not random they mean something and then the bottom one was a water panther i think i've seen that yeah i'll try to see if i can find a picture to post that one that makes a lot of sense yeah now this brings us to the overwhelming amount of eyewitness accounts i gathered a lot and i'm just gonna try to keep it on a timeline for you eyewitness accounts are the best <laughs> I will say that sightings are reported all over the world pretty much, but the Pennsylvania wilds, which includes like Pine Creek Valley, Dark Skies, Elk Country, the I-80 frontier are popping with sightings. Like so many. Not to interrupt you, but I have to tell you just a short little side story really quick about the word popping because you reminded me of it. You do it. So... Uh, every single time I drop Jamie off at school and I have Val, we go to Starbucks and I always say, oh my gosh, Starbucks is popping today. Cause Starbucks is always really, really busy. And not this last time, but a few times before that, Val was like, what does popping mean? Is that a bad word? And I was like, <laughs> no, it just means it's really busy. And she's like, I can say popping. And I was like, yeah, you can say popping. And so we went to Starbucks this morning. And the line, I Starbucks was busier than I'd ever seen it in my entire life, pretty much. <laughs> and she goes, wow, Starbucks is popping today. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She's going to use it all the time now. I know. <laughs> well, here we go. So 1864 in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Oh, we're going way back. Yeah. Well, this one is important. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> a group of Civil War soldiers took a picture with a dead-looking petrosaur-type bird. Not petrosaur. That was my my weirdness. Pterosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just have to pronounce every letter in a word. I mean, it doesn't make sense for there to be an invisible P, so... No. Uh, the image reportedly surfaced, resurfaced in the 1950s. If it is the picture that I saw on the internet, it is definitely photoshopped. Like, it has to be. But I don't know, like, how? Because did they didn't have Photoshop in Absolutely 1864? <laughs> well, there was this, I was listening I don't remember which podcast it was. I want to say the dollop, but they were talking about how, no, I think it was in That's Why We Drink, but there, there was this huge thing. It wasn't That's Why We Drink. Um, this creature or whatever that was like half lizard, half something or whatever. And the guy made it like he taxidermied it with like different things. And like, if you looked really close at it, I think it didn't look really real, but to take pictures and stuff like that it looked like an actual thing they so. could but like you'll see the picture but it looks like a pterosaur like exactly i don't know what kind exactly but it looks like one and i don't know how sophisticated their archaeology no. was back then paleontology but i don't feel like they'd have a really good image of it yet mm-hmm yeah, 
So I feel like it's probably a newer image. Oh, that I, I found. See. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that has been altered to make this story seem real. Gotcha. But I'll post it. So the Civil War guys aren't the only ones to claim to have a photo. This report is a lot. So buckle up. <laughs> uh, in April of 1890, there were two cowboys out riding when they came across this giant bird that they shot down with their rifles. According to the tombstone epigraph for April 26th, the two cowboys were able to drag the bird to town with the help of their horses. Damn. Are you ready for this description of the bird? Let's hear it. Okay. Now keep in mind, the average length of a horse is eight feet. Okay. okay. I know we've all seen horses, so that's a good, <laughs> yes. good way to imagine it. Uh, the wingspan of the bird was 190 feet wide. Holy With shit. a 92 foot long body. That means you would have to line up 11 and a half horses to run the length of the bird's body and Oof. almost 24 horses to get the length of the wingspan. Holy crap. <laughs> that might be a weird way to think of it, but it's just how my ADHD brain breaks it down. So <laughs> I just picture a whole bunch of horses in a line. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane that is humongous yeah and like how in the hell did two horses carry this bird i don't think it's possible but um <laughs> so here's the rest of the description featherless composed of a thick nearly translucent membrane okay now doesn't that sound a little prehistoric it does. I was going to say it sounds like a pterosaur. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. In the 1970s, a guy by the name of Harry McClue claimed to have known one of the cowboys when he was a young kid. The cowboy gave him the lowdown on what really happened. Apparently, the two cowboys were out doing their cowboy thing. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't put it that way, because that immediately makes me think of Brokeback <clears throat> Mountain. They were out riding <laughs> when they saw a bird. They claimed to have a 20 to 30 foot wingspan. So still pretty big, but not, yeah. not 190. Uh, they didn't kill it. They just came to town and told them about it. And the paper embellished their story like any good old Western newspaper should do. <laughs> As I mentioned, there is an image that was published in a few magazines, Fate, Grit, and the National Geographic. However, that image was lost. So every single one of these magazines just gone. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> all of them? Even yep. National Geographic, I feel like... Have a good archive? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, pretty good at that. The article, I read about it, did have an image that I think was supposed to be a recreation of the original. I'll definitely post this one too, but it doesn't look anything like the size of the bird that was discussed in the newspaper article. And it also looks like a pterosaur. And you know what? While I'm on the topic of missing photographs, I'm just going to slide this one in here out of order. 
<laughs> there is a guy by the name of Hiram Cranmer. He was the postmaster for Lady Township in Pennsylvania. And he was also a huge fan of the Thunderbird. Kind of like Katie Elizabeth with Champ. That's kind of funny because I was just thinking about uh, <laughs> their photograph. Yeah. You know what? I think that anytime we talk about someone that is super in love with a cryptid, we should just call them Katie Elizabeth. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone else has that amount of love for them. No. It's a special place in your heart. Exactly. It's a special type of person. (laughs) So anyway, he claims to have spotted the Thunderbird five times in his life. So the Thunderbird loves him too. Yeah, because it's let him see it five times. (laughs) The first of which was in 1922 but I didn't get the dates for the other ones. He had a friend named Ivan Sanderson that did a lot of research into the Thunderbird and came across an image of a group of men that had nailed a dead one to a barn to take pictures in front of. That's just rude. It is. Side note, in Fallout 76, there is a large bird nailed to the side of a cliff I read something, I think it might have been on Reddit, where they think it's a nod to this photograph. But then I looked a little further into it, and it might actually just be like the first rendition of a scorched beast that they wanted to put on display. I was thinking that Thunderbirds remind me of scorched beasts. A little bit, but scorched beasts have bat heads. I was going to say, they look more (laughs) like bats, but they're gigantic. Big, scary birds leathery wings yeah uh have you seen the big bird on the cliff in fallout can't remember if we know well i can take you there next time well thank you i know exactly where it is i jumped on its head one time (laughs) (laughs) it's way up there though you gotta like fall on it did you die no no it was close enough down it was close enough to the top that I landed on it pretty well. And then I just like mountain goaded it down the rest <laughs> of the cliff. <laughs> so this image is known as the lost Thunderbird photo because Ivan gave the image to Hiram in 1963. But in 1967, Hiram died in a house fire. Oh. And Ivan believes the image was lost in the fire as well. A safe bet. Yeah, so sadly, we will never get to see this one. Too bad Ivan didn't give him a copy instead of the original. All the photos for this. Just poof. Thin air. Yeah. Or heavily photoshopped. Yes. (laughs) So back on the track of sightings. 1892, we have a sighting of an entire flock in Pennsylvania by Fred Murray. Wow. He said they were like buzzards, but so much larger with a 16 foot wingspan. Okay. So if they're like buzzards, then were their wings leathery or were their wings feathered? So pretty much all the rest of them are feathered. It was just the cowboys and the Civil War dudes that had the picture with the pterosaur. Oh, okay. Everyone else kind of describes a bird thing 
like an actual bird. Gotcha. <laughs> so 1940 around Coder Sport Pike in Pennsylvania, Robert Lyman reported a bird with a 20 foot wingspan sitting on a road. Wow. That's big. Yeah. In 1948, several witnesses on the Illinois-Missouri border reported a large condor-like bird the size of a Piper Cub airplane. How big that is, you ask? (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know what type of airplane that is. It has a 35-foot wingspan. So that would be pretty freaking big for a bird. Not as big as the Cowboys got, though. No. In 1969, the sheriff's wife of Little Pine Creek in Pennsylvania said that she saw a bird with a 75-foot wingspan. Jesus. Either she was very bad at estimating the measurements, (laughs) or that is one massive freaking bird. That is gigantic. Where would that hide? I was just about to say it would have to live on a mountain because it would break any tree that it tried to nest in. (laughs) But even if it lived in a mountain, you think you see that thing rise up from the mountain to fly around like you're not missing that. No. Several people reported seeing a gigantic bird soaring towards Jersey Shore in 1970. Hey, they're going to go party. (laughs) No exact wingspan, but they did say it was a dark-colored bird the size of a plane. So I'd also like to point out that a lot of these say dark-colored feathers, like either black or gray or something. But all the Thunderbirds for the Native Americans were super colorful. So somebody's lying here. (laughs) 2001 was a very busy year for Pennsylvania. June 13th, a grayish black bird was seen soaring around a residential neighborhood for about 20 minutes. It was said to have a 15-foot wingspan with a 5-foot body length. A neighbor to the original witness even reported seeing it the next day. Hmm. Then July 6th, there was a similar sighting that was reported with 15 to 17-foot wingspan. Jesus. Dark, dark gray with little or no neck and a circle of black feathers just under its head. Like a buzzard? Kind of, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Its beak was thin and about a foot long. So that kind of makes it sound a little bit more prehistoric there. Mm-hmm. Foot yeah, long, long beak. beak. Yeah. Or it's a pelican. Or that. They have really long beaks, pelicans. They, they do. An enormous winged creature was spotted in Pennsylvania in September uh, that same year. It was reported to have a 10 to 15 foot wingspan with a head the length of three feet. I hope they are including the beak in that because that bird would look real weird with a three foot head and then a big old beak. (laughs) Wow. That'd be like a... It wouldn't be proportionate. I feel like the head would be dragging it down. I don't know how it would be able to hold its head up at all. So in 2002, there was a report of something out of Jurassic Park in Alaska. 
It had a reptilian appearance with a 14 foot wingspan. So there we go so back to the pterosaurs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jurassic Park, how freaking excited are you to see the I cannot Jurassic wait. World? <laughs> I cannot wait. I feel bad because Jamie keeps asking when we're going to see it. And I haven't told him that I'm going to go see it with you because I <laughs> don't want to make him feel bad. I'm going to see it with him as soon as I get back. Well, yeah. I mean, he just has to wait until later than some people but you'll still get to see it just tell him that you're waiting for him to get out of summer school and then you'll go see it that's a really good idea yeah that'll line up perfect <laughs> also i'm so freaking excited like, I every too. time i see a trailer or anything i'm like yeah! <laughs> i know it seriously makes me tear up like it's <laughs> pathetic <laughs> oh i'm so excited they got like everybody in there again and matt was like where are the kids really well i mean they don't matter yeah they're whiny I'm, brats hey i love them i love the jello scene where she's I like was kidding <laughs> but yeah no i prefer to see you know our three yeah. our three main people there it's gonna be great anyway wait uh back back to the the bird reports summer of 2010 Two witnesses reported a large bird with a very long beak spotted near that Coder Sport Pike in Pennsylvania again. June of 2012, a large bird with a 14-foot wingspan, no feathers on its head, was spotted by two girls in Pennsylvania. Sounds like a vulture. A like a bit. buzzard. Yeah, but 14-foot wingspan. Pretty big. Huge. Massive. Yes. Uh, May 2013, again, Pennsylvania. Two friends were hiking when they saw a giant bird in a tree above them. They were reported to say, and I quote, it was extremely loud. And I glanced up and I saw (laughs) a huge black bird. So I was making thunder. Its wingspan was at least 10 feet. And judging how far it was, it looked to be around four feet tall. Wow. So I know we talked about just like unproportioned bodies and stuff, but this one really makes me go. "Hmm." Because if you think about it, its wings are like wingspan. It goes tip to tip, Mm -hmm. 10 feet. The body is four feet. That's going to make the wings and the body like the same length. And I don't know how birds fly. But I feel like their wings need to be a little bigger than their bodies. Yeah, I agree. Well, it is. It's twice the size of their body. Well, one wing is. Yeah, so like, one wing is. One wing is five feet. One five wing feet. is five feet. So there you go. Well, it yeah. could be four feet and four feet because we don't know how fat the little guy was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, But the last sighting I have is a woman reported seeing one sitting on the edge of a road in alaska january 2018 well pretty recent then covid happens and everybody stays inside so nobody's bird watching anymore (laughs) (laughs) so sightings aren't the only interactions people have with these birds what other types of interactions could you have like everything i do there's kidnapping (laughs) god lee (laughs) So the Thunderbird gets blamed for abductions or attempted abductions. I have a few stories about those. 
Not going to go into too much detail on these, though, because I think they're a little silly. Uh, (laughs) But the first one is actually pretty rough. Okay. So plug your ears if you can't handle this one, okay? I'm buckled in. 1838 in the Swiss Alps. Ooh, far. Yeah. A five-year-old girl was playing outside when her parents watched a large bird looking a bit like an eagle, carry her away. Wow. She did not survive. She was carried to a nest where the giant bird's children mutilated her body. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Parts of her were found a few days later by a local shepherd. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Told you. Plug your ears. In 1932, Norway... Another five-year-old girl, apparently that's the age, was said to be carried off by another huge eagle-like bird. However, this time the bird dropped her a few feet away and she was unharmed. Oh, good. Yeah. So, July 1977, we have a very well-documented case from Illinois. Really? There were three boys playing in their yard when two giant birds swooped in and was kind of chasing the kids. Uh, Two of them ran for their lives while a 10-year-old boy named Marlon Lowe was grabbed by the shoulders. He was taken away, but then was dropped from only about two feet off the ground. He survived, but with deep scratches on his shoulders. Hey, that's better than being mutilated in a nest. Exactly. Uh, Many experts think that it might have been an attack from a turkey vulture or an Mm -hmm. Andes condor. But this is a quote from the Boston Globe about the incident. Ten-year-old Marlon Lowe and his mother, Mrs. Ruth Lowe, claim that one of two large blackbirds with eight-foot wingspans tried to carry marlin off in its claws monday although several bird experts say that no bird native to illinois could lift 70 pound marlin mrs lowe says that marlin was carried 20 feet before the bird dropped him when he struck the bird with his hand damn way to go marlin yeah you fight it i don't think this would be a thunderbird attack It sounds a little small, eight-foot wingspan. It does sound small. Unless it was a baby, but then it would probably be hanging out in its nest waiting for its mommy to bring it children. I was like, wait a second, (laughs) waiting for its mommy to bring it children? I get it. To eat children to eat. My mind is, woo! (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it sounds kind of small, but also I'm wondering then what type of bird was it since they're saying that no native birds have the capability to lift a 70 pound child well like no bird ever i don't think yeah (laughs) that's really big 70 pounds yeah that is it is really heavy so what would it have been then an imagination (laughs) but he had scratches didn't he that doesn't mean he got carried off that's true that is true. I mean, kids do say 
dumb things. And he could have, you know, collaborated with his friends. Yeah. But there were three still. little boys. One of them probably and- pushed him down the hill and was like, oh, my God, that bird attacked you. <laughs> Didn't you see that bird? <laughs> wasn't me, man. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there, but I can't think of an reasonable like animal that could do that. No, I I can't either. Yeah. So I want to do an experiment on you. Okay. Okay. What do you think the wingspan of a Boeing 747, your average commercial plane, is? 15 feet. (laughs) Like from tip to tip. 30 feet. 211 feet. (laughs) I don't know measurements. Are you crazy? I know. Um, now, what do you think the average wingspan of a crop duster plane is? 30 feet. Google says 60-ish. Oh, I was only halfway <laughs> off. Yeah, you got one wing. Now, what do you think the average wingspan for a bald eagle is? Eight feet. 6.5 feet. Oh, so close. <laughs> now, do you want to know what I typed after that? Because I didn't know what your answers were going to be. What? So now, if the experiment went how I think it might have. Oh, definitely did. You probably got some of those guesses wrong. Almost all of them. <laughs> how wrong? I won't know till we record. <laughs> <laughs> then I will tell you if it proves my point of how wrong people are when estimating measurements. Oh, very wrong. You proved my point. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. So what could they be seeing? Well, duh, it's a Thunderbird. (laughs) Sure. No, but seriously, there's, it's like champ. People Mm -hmm. think this uh, could be a little prehistoric. Uh, So we first have the pterosaurs. They were giant flying reptiles. Technically, they weren't actually dinosaurs, but they got lumped in with them often. Mm -hmm. According to the American Museum of Natural History, later referred to as AMNH, they, they were the first animals other than insects to evolve powered flight. Meaning... They don't just glide or fall with style like Buzz Lightyear. They could actually flap their wings to generate lift and travel. Ooh. Yeah. I learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I am learning so much. Yeah. They had a huge size range, though. The AMNH compared their sizes to an F-16 fighter jet all the way to little paper airplanes wow yeah so i mean it it could hit the spot on the the size for pretty much all of them yeah (laughs) definitely when you said paper airplanes at first i thought you were just saying itty bitty airplanes and then it hit me like two (laughs) seconds after you said paper airplanes and i was like oh shit it's all right the first time i read it i thought they were talking about like those gliders that people have that are like and make all that annoying noise and are made of styrofoam, which is yeah. bad for the planet. Yeah. <laughs> PSA. Yeah. PSA. Then 
we have the Teratorns. Uh, they are a group of extinct birds with an average wingspan of 12 to 18 feet. Okay. Some of them even got up to 20 feet. Ooh. They were only about two and a half feet tall and usually between 30 and 40 pounds. So like like Jamie's uh, Val. Val, yeah. Val weight. Jamie's a little tall now. He's, he's yeah, but he's my... still in the 40 pounds. Well, he's yeah. Not quite 50 yet. <laughs> Close, but not quite. They were carnivores and scavengers. To me, this one sounds like a good specimen. Uh, it actually had like wings. I mean, not wings, feathers. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, don't, don't they all have wings? <laughs> they all have wings. It had wings with feathers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's been extinct for like a million years or so, you know. But you never know if the Dovarku can elude scientists then there could be a small flock avoiding discovery in the Pennsylvania wilds. I mean, we haven't discovered everything yet. Exactly. <laughs> Even though it's like 190 foot wingspan. <laughs> yeah. Gigantic. Yeah. Block out the sun gigantic. Yeah. But um... just a little bit. The last option I've got for you. Giant birds that actually exist right now. So we already figured out the bald eagle's wingspan is about 6.5, but there are larger birds. Yeah. Yeah. Just to name a few, we have the marabou stork coming in around 10 feet, the Andean condor at 11 feet, the great white pelican with a long pelican. It has a long beak. Yep. What did I say earlier? Did I not say <laughs> pelican? Exactly. It is 12 feet wingspan. So that's pretty damn big. Mm-hmm. And the largest living bird today, which really threw me off, is the albatross. I knew that. I was going <laughs> to guess it, but then I didn't want to sound dumb. <laughs> it's the wandering albatross to be exact. And its wingspan is 12.1 foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really didn't think they got that big. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty too. Just for poops and giggles, since they were mentioned as a possible menacing figure for those children, turkey vultures. Mm-hmm. We got tons of them. Their wingspan's only five point five feet, and they—they're big. Remember when that turkey vulture was on the floor? Or, I mean, on the road. That one time we were driving around Pokemon hunting. <laughs> I was like, Ew, that thing is ugly. They're so cute. They look all dumb. And I like dumb animals. They remind me of the Jungle Book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, <laughs> they're really dumb in that. <laughs> so that's what I've got for you today. I really think that most of the sightings are just your normal everyday bird with a 10 foot wingspan that people are grossly misproportioning like you and the airplanes and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because people are just awful at estimating measurements. I even definitely I ran the same experiment with Matt, who is way better at 
estimating things than either one of us. Well, I mean, he builds stuff, right? Yeah. So, uh, and he, he was way off on those. Yeah. So, um, he said like an eagle's wingspan was like 10 feet. So if he saw like the albatross, it, he'd say it's like 20 feet. So see, I'm big yep. numbers. <laughs> yep. So what do you think of the Thunderbird? I think that they are probably just birds, but I mean, I've still questioned the little kid. I still think it was a bird. I think it was a bird, not a Thunderbird, but <laughs> I just want to know what bird. Uh, I just don't see a bird being able to lift 70 pounds. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where they would hide. I don't either. If they were gigantic. A lot of them would be way too big for trees. Like the only trees that would be able to hold them are redwoods. And those aren't in Pennsylvania. Well, and then you think airplanes flying around in the sky and they see them. And yeah. they're like, what the fuck? And airplanes are way higher than the birds, too. So, like, we see airplanes and they're, like, way up there. Yeah. The birds wouldn't be flying that high. No. Nope. So they would look a lot bigger. We would see them. But Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm thinking, you know, if it's Native American folklore... I mean, if they saw them as gods, never mind then. Because I was going to say, what do they learn, you know, or get from it? But mm. all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Protection from the water. Yeah. Things. <laughs> water panthers. <laughs> I wonder if my cat could be a water panther. I want to put her in some water, see if she likes it. Um, I almost can guarantee my cats would not like it. <laughs> I am pretty sure honey would murder me. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to know what you guys think of the Thunderbird. Have you seen a giant bird flying around? Do you think you could accurately guess its wingspan if you saw one? Try it. (laughs) Also, send your stories of all kinds of paranormal, cryptid, urban legends to us so we can eventually start a listener submission episode. And you can do that at thisislegendpod at gmail.com or you can do it at our website, which is thisislegend... Wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was right. I was like, wait, did I already say that? This is legendpod.com. You can also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at (laughs) This Is Legend Pod. (laughs) Congrats. Uh, Thank you. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Bye. Adios. Adios.